Welcome back to another kind of funny reactions, this time to the Mitchells versus the Machines. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you. I almost called you Craig. It's, <laughs> it's Christmas in May, Joey Noel. Hello. <laughs> and I don't got a nickname for him yet, but Roger Roger. Roger Percorny. <laughs> Roger that. Roger Dodger. Do we I not like this. who framed Roger Percorny? I'll take I mean, you. Roger, where are you at with this? I'm fine with it. I mean, all my life, people have been I've never seen the movie. You know what I mean? So it's like people have been it's always. It's a classic. Sad. Why? I, don't it, I don't watch it out of resentment. You know what I mean? Because people oh. say, I can't support this then because if, if this is going to make him hate Who Framed Roger Rabbit, then we have to come up with a different. A different. How about this? Roger the Departed. <laughs> that way he can just hate the Departed instead. I like that movie. I mean, well, so we'll see how you feel after this. Oh, God, Nick. <laughs> Why do we have to bring that energy into this already? Whatever. This is kind of funny reactions where every week we review and react to the latest movie and TV shows. Very exciting stuff. This is one of the first movies we've done uh, in this new format, so I'm pretty excited about that. Also getting some faces we don't normally have here with Roger joining us, hopefully trying to get him a little bit more in the fold with these things. We're going to be doing a bunch of reactions to Star Wars The Bad Batch as well that Roger and Barrett will be joining me for, so stay tuned right here for that. Where is here? YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com and if you want to listen to it just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reactions and we got a brand new sexy audio feed for you to subscribe to like hit all the five stars do all the things that we appreciate so very very much if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and that's where you'll be able to find that but let's get right into it the mitch blah, the mitchells versus the machines roger what do you think about it uh, I really loved it. I've been excited for this movie for a while now, like two name changes ago, like, but it was Mitchell's versus the machines. <laughs> then they made it connected. And then when they came back to Netflix as Mitchell's versus the machines, um, I was pleasantly surprised by, I thought this movie, honestly, I was a little bit worried about when it was connected. I thought it was going to be like iPhone bad, the movie. Like I thought it was just going to be like <laughs> the whole like moral of the story. I thought it was just going to be like, if you put down your phones, you love your family, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot more, it was a lot more nuanced than that. And I thought it was really funny. Some of the humor didn't work for me, but but on top level, I thought it was it was a really good um, Sony Pictures animated film, and their like redemption story is just like great for me. <laughs> like they're like going from Spider Verse to this is just fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. Joy, what do you think? So I knew absolutely nothing about this movie other than I had talked to friend of the show Matt Rohrbeck, and he was like, "Hey, this just dropped in Netflix Canada. I think it's coming to you guys soon. <clears throat> you should check it out. It's really good." So when you asked, like, hey, is anybody going to watch this? I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that Matt was talking about. So turned it on last night. Totally blown away. I really loved it. I was not expecting to because I don't – usually animated stuff is, like, kind of touch and go with me. Um, but, yeah, Sony with this in Spider-Verse, it's, like, a pretty good one-two punch. Um, I think that there's, like, a lot of different, like, character arcs and stuff like that that makes it, like, really relatable on, like, a lot of different levels. Um, and it was just a really fun time. I, any pretty much any time they're going to use that song, the Maya He song, <laughs> I'm probably going to be in on some level. <laughs> so that was a fun touch. Nick, what do you think? 
Um, by the end of it, I liked it. I think the, the beginning of it really for me was slow and a lot of the humor didn't hit. Um, and this is kind of the same thing reaction I had when I watched like the Lego movie for the first time, which I was like, this is just I get it. I think this is a well-made movie. It's just not for me. Um, but by the end, really right around the time the robots looked at the pug and described it the best possible way you could describe a pug, which was like they didn't know if it was a dog, a pig or a loaf of bread. I was like, OK, there's something in here for me. Um, and I really, 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 really love the art style, especially when they do all the stuff with Olivia Coleman's phone when they go into like the Tron universe and they're like they're taking pages out of that book. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. Um, but so overall, I enjoyed it. But, it, you know, I, it's not my favorite animated movie I've ever watched. Yeah, I think I'm more on the the Nick side, uh, specifically in that it really came together in the end for me. Yeah. As I was watching it, I was just like, okay, I know this was getting a lot of great Yeah, the Rihanna reviews. song, like, at the end hit. I was like, okay, I feel this. <laughs> I feel this. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, I feel like it did kind of do the Pixar thing for me where all the elements that they set up, every single thing had the payoff in the end, and I, I really appreciated that. And the structure was it was a little different than I expected, and I, I think that it was a little slower in the beginning, and, and a lot of the humor didn't hit uh, personally for me, but it hit where I'm like, I understand that this isn't necessarily for me. It's kind of for a next generation of me's like yeah. the, the, the whole main story of this movie of like this girl kind of becoming, uh, uh, going to college and like, you know, kind of being a self-taught person, wanting to make videos on the internet and shit. I'm like, this sounds familiar. Uh, and you know, because of that, I can kind of really connect with it. Uh, but it was funny how I'm like, wow, but this isn't my story. Like, this is definitely the story of somebody that grew up in a very different time frame than me. And I think that them going back and showing all the home video footage, uh, throughout the years, I mean, even just seeing like her being like a little tiny kid and it says like 2006 or whatever. Yeah, I was like, like, oh yeah. my God. Like, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there's, there's a, a reference to this movie. Absolutely. And Nick talking about the, the Lego movie. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of similarities of just every single second is just not stop throwing everything they can at you and, and it's kind of like uh a, an overload of mm -hmm. of images and and sounds and all this stuff and i think it worked for the most part and I, actually i think it worked period like I, I think that they definitely had a goal and they achieved that goal i just think that it is a perfect example of as you know go from uh the different generations dealing with the millennials gen z all this stuff it's like this is kind of that the beginning of the Gen Z's voice really being heard and, yeah. and, and portrayed in a visual form in a feature length movie. Yeah, see, for me, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think I think a lot of the humor, if that is your particular brand of humor, would hit. Um, I think I come from more of a Pixar uh, school of thought where there's more subtext and a little bit more left to the audience as far as like like humor and like the heart is concerned so like there's moments in this where i think some of the humor worked against it where like maya rudolph's character has this great moment where she uh she goes ham on a bunch of robots and you're like oh that was awesome and then the little kid pops up and he goes yeah mom's badass now and i'm like yeah i get it like we already you don't have to tell me that over and over again right and a lot of the animation and stuff that happens over the screen i think just I know that was their style and probably this was not their methodology going into it, but it felt like someone was watching it and going, how do we make this pop more? Like yeah. this isn't working the way I want it to work. So let's draw over this a little bit more and have there be just like stuff happening all the time. And it's almost like in certain instances, they didn't have a lot of, um, they, they weren't really happy with the performances or they didn't have confidence in the performances. They're like, let's throw some other stuff on the screen. That's what I see it as. I'm sure people watching this go, no, no, that's the style. You don't get it. It's not for you. So I, to I totally respect both ways. But um, I think that there's there's a couple characters, too, in this that I was just like, I don't, I don't need this character to talk that much. But overall, I think uh, I think what they did end up nailing toward the end of it was was 
because to me, this is a really, this is a movie about a relationship between a daughter and her and her dad, and them not being able to really communicate with each other. And by the end of it, they did nail those story beats. So I was, I was, I was into it by the third act. Yeah, for me, um, as a YouTube editor who like totally gets all the style, it even was a little bit much for me. Like, I think that the specifically the uh, the monkey where it was like, this reminds me of my dad and then and, and the monkey like screaming or whatever. Like, I feel like I took away from that moment. I feel like that should have been like just like a one second thing, but they kept on doing it. To, and I also think that like it also kind of took away from like the bigger uh, story beats towards the ending that come together, like with the um, the stick shift um, at the ending where she's like up the river down the stream and then they did the rick's uh, the rick uh, uh mitchell uh, special or whatever i like i feel like i could have done without that uh, because i feel like it stopped the movie in its tracks uh, and i i think that just a little bit more of just a little bit more subtlety um could have went would have went a long way but i did enjoy the little touches of like the 2d animation when someone's texting something or like the like the, uh, like with a little heart or something like that and you see the hearts uh, like very uh spider-verse type things but I think that those went a long way, like, but I, I think that the general um, aspects of the humor worked for me, but just those little ones just kind of felt a little grating. Yeah, I feel like the humor worked for me too. And I think part of it might be that like, I know Danny McBride, I feel like has a lot of flavor in this movie and I just watched Righteous Gemstone. So I might be just like in that vibe of like, really like appreciating that right now um but i also think for me like the story hit of like i remember leaving for college and wanting so bad to leave my hometown and like feeling like i was stuck there and i didn't want to be there anymore and i remember like <clears throat> i got dropped off a week early because i went down to do um choir stuff because i was going for like a music scholarship and then my parents came down a week later to do all the like traditional like drop your kid off stuff and I, like we've had this conversation later where they were like you wanted like nothing to do with us and you were so yeah, over us and like such a college seeing, going to college experience totally yeah. and seeing that then like portrayed for the parents of how they're feeling on the screen I felt like hit really hard and like even the summer that I came back like after freshman year my parents were like that was the most I'd ever fought with my parents ever because I felt like such an adult so for me the main character whose name I don't sorry I feel like I could yeah I feel like I could just empathize so much with like her wanting to like find her people and do her own thing it's, um, it's funny Joe D was like we were watching it she was like hey when your parents dropped you off for college did they just drop you off they, they, they didn't walk you up to the dorm I was like no 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 I couldn't get rid of my parents there at the <laughs> I was like get the fuck out of this dorm right yeah, now like, I'm go, trying to start my go life do the parent thing get out of here wanna... like you want to get some Denny's I'm like no we already got Denny's get out I'm starting college exactly God there were a ton of characters that I really appreciated in this, like the and, and the voice acting. I think across the board was very good and, and added to the experience and was very funny. Uh, the robot characters that joined them, I the loved two. them the whole time. Yeah, they they were great. Uh, but my favorite character in this whole fucking movie was the little brother. For some oh, reason, he was my least favorite. I I loved his voice. I love how he sounded way older than he should. That, is, that yeah. was the thing that kept tripping me. I was like, why does this kid sound like a forty five year old smoker? I don't understand. I think, I think it's the think director that, like, that plays the kid. By the way, it's I think so funny. I, that got me every single time. Oh, it's like it did it, everything it did he was saying me. wasn't necessarily that funny, but because of the voice, it was like it just totally fit for me. Where I'm like, what the hell? Like that is such a weird stylistic choice in a movie that has nothing but stylistic choices. Yeah. And I think that to what Roger's saying about the YouTube memification edits of everything, it's like, that's kind of the, like the starting point for this movie. So it's like yeah. every that's single- That's already 300%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like when they add things on top, it's just like, whoa. I, it, sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel additive to the whole- yeah. 
the cohesion of it. It just kind of feels like more, 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 more. But I think that that, that kind of backs up the themes of the whole thing. And I, yeah. I, again, I think that it works. Uh, and I think that the, the way that the movie starts, it just gets rolling immediately. Like we were saying it's slow. I think it's only slow in the sense of like it connecting with me because by the well, end it connects. But they just jump into the no, apocalypse what's, like pretty damn quick. What's for, Well, actually, I felt the opposite because I remember thinking like, dude, we're 25 minutes into this movie and I haven't seen a freaking robot take anyone over yet. I think the beginning of the movie, they threw a lot at you. And I was like, we don't need this, actually, because the relationship that I care about is her and her dad. And I think that both, um, I forget the actress's name that played Katie, but Danny McBride, I thought they both were great. I thought it was such a cool, different, totally different role for Danny McBride to take because once I saw his name, I was like, all right, he's going to be the character from Eastbound and Down. And of course he's not that character. Thank God, because that would not fit with the tone of this movie. I liked them a lot, but I was like, why don't you just start with like one of her home movies? And then we're at the dinner table. We go through this like long litany of things of who she is and all these things. And she's telling you basically everything about her life. And I'm like, all all I needed to know, they got across in that dinner where their family's a little dysfunctional. And by the way, I don't know what this says about my family, but they're like, we're weird and we're dysfunctional. We're the weird family. I was like, y'all look like the fucking Brady Bunch compared to my family. So I don't know. <laughs> Your concept of dysfunctional is completely different than mine. Um, but I think from that point on, I was a lot more interested. And then I think that I, I really, really liked a lot of the stuff with like Olivia Coleman, like the the uh, the phone and all the shit they did with that. I thought all that humor really worked for me. And like and and with the creator, like the, the Apple creator, the Pal creator guy. Yeah, Katie's the main character's voice was Abby Jacobson. Abby Jacobson, yeah. Uh, Broad, City. Broad City. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Summer is coming, and for so many of us, it's the season of discomfort. It's hot out, and if you could sit around in just your underwear, you would. Me Undies wants to make this summer the summer of comfort. And they want you to know that if you want to sit around in your underwear, that's absolutely allowed. I do it all the time. And when I don't want to sit in my underwear, I sit in my Me Undies lounge pants. I got some dinosaurs right now. I love my dinosaurs, and I also love all the other fun prints that MeUndies offers. If you like bold prints, they do those too. If you like classic, guess what? Your blacks, your whites, your grays, they're all there. They make undies, they make lounge pants, they make t-shirts, they make socks. I'm wearing all of those right now, and I love it because they have the softest micro-modal fabric imaginable. MeUndies makes it easy to match. You can match your bottom half to your better half, or halves yes you can match your friends too me undies helps you find a matching pair in a style or color or print of undies that's right for you and your boo because who doesn't love a secret twinning moment me and g have both been wearing matching me undies and every once in a while when i realize we're both wearing the same ones just makes my day that much better and that much softer uh me undies has a great offer for you guys for any first time first time purchasers you can get 50 percent off and free shipping me undies also has their problem free philosophy if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason They'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. I love meundies, and you should too. Meundies.com slash morning. So I just feel like I, I think there was I think the movie got off to a little bit of a slow start for me, which which put me in a bit of a sour mood for about 25 minutes. And then once the robot started going and you could tell too because they had that like scene where they're like we're gonna do the robot scene first and then go back i'm like you didn't need to do any of that stuff you could have just right right at the beginning started and then hit me with the robots like 10 minutes in so we get into the actual bulk of the movie and that, and really that way it gives you that nice conflict of the dad and, and the daughter trying to come at the situation from both sides i think the beginning did a really good job though of establishing who katie is as a character that i think we would have missed if we would have just jumped into the family dynamic and stuff like that i i see that but i also think like 
one of her short films would have done that for me. Right. When we, and that's, that's when I remember thinking when we started watching the one with the pug, uh, the pug cop or whatever it was, which is fucking hilarious. Also, I love that it's Doug the pug. It's <laughs> yeah. So good. Did you know that, Nick? No, I did not know that. They got <laughs> Doug the pug, the Instagram pug to be the voice of, <laughs> so funny. uh, what was his name? Uh, uh Henry. No, not Henry. Um, no, it was, it was a weird name. name. I don't know. I love pug. Munchy. Munchy. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> God, um, I love that fucker. When, no, but dude, was there a moment as hype as when his fucking eyes? Yeah. 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 Still yeah. Misses it. Oh my no. god, that was I so mean, incredible. To me, the concept of her and this, and I love that moment where she's like, you know, because she looks at things differently, right? So she's like, well, how do I stop all these robots from like attacking me? Well, they don't understand what this pug is. I'll just strap it to the hood of the car and drive it through. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, but no, Jeremy, like I totally understand it. And yes, I do think that those those first few moments like got her across. But I all I needed to know about her was that she was a creative and didn't see eye to eye with her father, who was like a more traditional like wants to live on the land doesn't understand technology and i think showing me one of her shorts was all i needed to know like those shorts are so creative and so cool that i was like i would actually watch these if they were a web series like this would be a youtube channel that we all low-key would have subscribed to a long time ago and just been like oh fuck of course we love that um but i also think it was it's also weird for me coming at this because i'm like if i had a daughter and obviously in the trade that we're in and she was that creative and i lived in this world i'd be like oh dude fuck yeah go to don't even go to film school you're fine just start a youtube channel what are you doing like and hit the fact that he's like i don't know if you could make a living off that i'm like what do you not <laughs> like i get that you're out of touch but like do you really not understand so, that in 2021 your your daughter is that creative and amazing at making films she can't make fuck all right i don't know it was kind of weird for me yeah for me I, that was actually the most relate like relatable and like realistic part of the movie like was the fact that 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 father wasn't the generic like in cloudy and uh, cloudy with the chance of meatballs like that father's just like uh did you work at the the tack the the tack and fish store or whatever mm -hmm. like all day like i don't understand what you're doing but he was a little bit more nuanced like he understood like she was creative but mm -hmm. then he didn't understand he was scared he understand that, she how that relates exactly like and money, like yeah. that felt like a lot more relatable and honestly that, that was the part that was when when we started and that happened i was like oh okay like I'm on board with this because I felt like that was a more nuanced and realistic uh, point of view for a parent that clearly knows that their daughter is like really creative and right. and is going to be successful one day. But maybe this might lead to heartbreak. And I think that was that was something in the movie that I really enjoyed was that relationship. And that it wasn't like my favorite part in the film was that moment when she uh, when Katie puts up the phone and he's like she's like um, recording him and has like he has like the cat filter on. And then she, he's like, D -d -d put it down and let's let's communicate. Let's like without the phones. And she's like, no, no, no. But this is how I communicate. This is how I relate with people. And I think that was that for me was like mm -hmm. a big moment when the movie started to like really feel like something that was made for me, like a Gen Z mm -hmm. movie. And that and also it has some pretty decent memes of it, which I think is, <laughs> is a big litmus test for a movie like Dude. this. Like the fact that it had like deregulate tapioca, like that fucking made me laugh so hard. And I don't know Dude. why. <laughs> when they got when they got to the giant Furby, I was like, all right. All right, I'm in. I'm in on this movie. Let's go. That thing was well, terrifying. There was just a, 
a shit ton of Furbies. I mean, Furbies. first off, I'm a sucker Back for to the abandoned, <laughs> abandoned malls always. Yeah. Like, yeah. of course, yeah. put that in a movie and I'm going to be Ever in, since Dawn of the great. Dead. You're like, yeah. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I think that this movie did a good job using that, uh, like, area to kind of have fun, and especially with the world's biggest Furby. It's just like, it goes from <laughs> ridiculous of the quantity to ridiculous of the size and scope of everything they're doing on top of fighting the, the robots and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think the movie did a good job of, like, building on itself to make the end, like, not just the end, but, like, the last kind of 20, 30 minutes really kind of feel like a sum of all its parts. And I think that in terms of the characters, I didn't vibe with her that much or the dad that much in the beginning of the movie. But as it went on, I think they did a really good job of playing the character straight in the beginning. But then as you get through it, kind of really seeing that there is a lot of nuance and is depth to how they're seeing things and why they see things the way that they do. And I think that the the, the little moose that they had that mm-hmm. was from the, 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 the house, the cabin, revealing that that was from the cabin as late as they did i think it was a good call because in the beginning when they just kind of like introduce this moose and then you see her like giving it away like she throws the moose in their giveaway box and then almost the next scene he's watching the the video of like him giving it to her to like make her feel better or whatever it's like oh shit like that that's crazy but it's weird they like delivered that so quick but then to get the reveal later of where the moose actually came from Mm -hmm. i was like damn that was actually a pretty clever play of structure that like these type of movies don't normally do. They normally do the like, you know, here's one part of it, then we'll reveal it later. And then it ties together in the end. But this kind of, I think did a good job of showcase using the moose to showcase where they're at in their relationship throughout the movie. I think was a really, really smart call. Yeah. Good. But yeah, any, any closing thoughts? Um, one other thing that I really liked, um, I thought it was interesting too, and I loved it that like at the end the mom just like casually asks if her girlfriend's gonna come home for Thanksgiving. And it's just like I love that it's just like not every story has to be this like really heartbreaking, like coming out story. I feel like mm-hmm. usually when there's like gay or trans or anything kinds of characters, it just gets to be like part of who they are. And I feel that way about the brother too. They've never said they never said this, and I haven't looked it up at all. But the way that he's like very focused on dinosaurs reminds me a lot of my like neuro atypical people in my life <clears throat> that have like Asperger's or something. And he just got to be this character without having to like exist having it, having this, the like, movie label be about that. Yeah. Totally. I liked so I, I did like that a lot too. I thought yeah. that I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't mean Oh no. I just think it's like a cool thing, especially for like a kids movie to show kids that like, hey, like you don't necessarily have to be defined by these like titles or labels that you're given and stuff like that. This is just can be part of who you are. And definitely like when they first started with her character and she kept saying she was different, I was like, uh, I mean, like I'm I'm in for, I'm along for the ride, but I was very pleasantly glad that it wasn't about her sexuality or about anything like that. I, I was, um, I like, I always like when they write characters and it doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be the focus of the movie or their journey. And I understand that people still struggle with that. And if it is the focus that they can tell great stories there too. But I did like that. They were like, this is who this person is. Accept it. This is not what this is about. That's just a part of their, of that, of their lives. I thought that was really well done. And I thought a lot of that, that it, I don't know if you guys noticed not, but there's a lot of the imagery of like flags and stuff like that in the background that they snuck in. That was just anytime she was happy, those were expressed, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's cool too, like seeing you know the the main character like not only like uh, being with a woman, but also just kind of being a, a female filmmaker, like being somebody who's like really, really, really cares about making movies and mm-hmm. is basing that off of female directors and stuff she loves. I love that there's like one of the scenes where you see like her her Mount Rushmore of directors, and it's a bunch of women. Like that's it's just really cool that this movie is 
so unique and I think is pushing that visual style that we've only seen now in a handful of movies. Uh, and I, it's just cool that we're at this like kind of turning point in animation that not everything needs to look like a Pixar movie. There are other types of CG that we can do. And I love that the mix of 3D, 2D and what oh, the future is going to look like here. Develop. I just love that it, it's look it's going to be created by people that don't necessarily look like me. What's up, Nick? Sorry, I, meant, I said flags. I meant pride flags was what I meant. Like she, there was rainbow stuff that happened everywhere. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but I thought it was really cool and tastefully done. Yeah, tastefully done is. <laughs> well, no, I, I just mean it. No, no, I, I, I know, mean, I know. It's just a funny of, thing to say for this movie. But, yeah, but I, I just I mean in terms of not like, you know, not, not having it be like a main focus of just having, I, I just liked that it was just something that was like part of her character. I thought that was yeah. really well done. Yeah. yeah also, and also, I'm just. Go for it. Oh, I was just realizing that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend were the neighbors. Yeah, you didn't know <laughs> oh, yeah. that. They're great. I didn't realize that till just and, now. And uh, oh god, I forget. I forget their daughter's name, but she's in. Oh. Some, she's Charlene in. Um, yeah, she's in. Fuck. I think she's. Oh comic. my gosh, it's her. Um, what, what is she from? Paper Heart and the that Netflix movie, right? Maybe. Yes. No. Always be my maybe. Yeah, uh, gonna kill me. We'll figure it out off, offline. Was she in that? Yes, she wasn't always be my baby. My baby. She played Ginger. She was also in Trolls World Tour. Hell yeah! <laughs> Maybe that's and the Steven Universe of. movies. Uh, yeah, this is also this was uh, written and directed by the people that made Gravity Falls, which I've never seen, but I know it's definitely like a beloved animated series. Raj, is that up your alley? No, I've never watched it. I've been meaning to, but I'm just I'm just happy this movie honestly got a Netflix release, if anything, because I feel like I don't know how well it would do in the theaters, but it is like number one on Netflix right now. It's like tons of people are talking about it. And I think that without without it being released on Netflix, I don't think it necessarily would have had this pull. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's it's on here. I remember sure. uh, Spider-Verse not doing very well in theaters, right? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it did well, it just didn't do just didn't do great. Yeah, so superhero. Well, yeah, okay. So I'm 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 glad too. I'm glad this was a Netflix movie. Yeah, it is in theaters as well. But it's not weird. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> does, the, does the theater have my refrigerator in it? <laughs> I'm not going. Uh, going around, would you recommend people watch this movie? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I would. Yeah, I would. I would. If nothing else, I think they. I do think they nailed the 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 main core of the story, which was the father daughter relationship. And I think even if you don't if this is not your cup of tea and again, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's worth it for the visuals alone, which I think are just freaking stunning. Absolutely yeah. stunning. I, I definitely think that this movie is an achievement that's worth watching and it might not perfectly vibe with you, but I think that it is, in, in my opinion, it is good enough that even if it's not for you, it's still worth watching. So, and also it's on Netflix. It's not, come on. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> Zero barrier to entry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyways, let us know in the comments below what you think about the Mitchells versus the machines. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for everything. Bye.